Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, I'm glad we got some joy in the house. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we're on a, a Christmas series, actually. We started a couple weeks ago, and we talked about hope. If you look at the world right now, you listen to the news, everything that's going on, we could put ourselves in a time period just about like the prophet Isaiah was in when he prophesied about Jesus being born in a manger. Amen? God coming to the earth. And, uh, and the Jewish people at that time had no hope. I mean, they were in total darkness. But you know what God says when darkness, gross darkness, fills the earth? What's going to happen? His glory is going to be seen. When it's real dark out there, that's when you're going to shine. Amen. Text to, uh, yeah, text the person next to you and say, I'm going to shine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not even a texter. My wife is. I like one word. Yep, nope. Maybe. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So, God sent Jesus to give us hope. Hallelujah. And then we talked about peace, the peace of God. God is not mad at us anymore. Hallelujah. He's not the God of the Old Testament when he opened the ground and swallowed up people. Hallelujah. God is our Heavenly Father right now. When Jesus was born in that manger, things changed. Hallelujah. And I'm glad I don't live in the Old Testament. Some people say, well, I wish I could see David and Goliath or this and that. No, I'm glad we're living right now. Because if I was in the ministry back then, I'd have to slay goats and lambs and everything else, all those sacrifices daily. That would have been a bad time to be in the ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. But Jesus came and changed everything. Hallelujah. This week we're going to talk about joy. I don't have to really do anything with that one, do I? If you're a visitor in our church today, we've had, I would call them revival of joy. We're not a sad bunch of people, are we? So if during the service, some people get a little out of hand, I just want you to know that it happens at Living Word. We're not a sad church. We're a happy church, praise God. <coughs> Hallelujah. Well, one of the biggest things that brings discomfort and, and, and destroys what joy we have are the circumstances of life, aren't they? I mean, we all, we're all hit with it. And, uh, you know, it has a way of robbing us of our joy. You know, Jesus said to his disciples before he went to the cross, he said, my joy I leave with you. So there's a concept of joy in the Old Testament and the New Testament, praise God, that God wants us to be a happy people even though we're going through things. How about James chapter one? That's not even my notes. But it says, count it all joy when you go through various trials and temptation. 
And I have to admit, I'm not naturally joyful. You get it? That's why I married my wife. My daughter said I need Botox. <laughs> this is different this morning. It must <sighs> Hallelujah. Have you seen people with a, a smile just permanent? <laughs> Hallelujah. Either a lot of you people have been worked too hard this week or <laughs> could have had the elves up today. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. John chapter 1, verse 14. Let's get into the word this morning. <clears throat> John gives us a perspective. Jesus came, was born in a manger, he introduced God with us, Emmanuel. And the apostle John pinned this. He said, and the word, which was Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the, the, the aspect of the grace of God. It's all through the Bible especially the New Testament, the Apostle Paul really enforced uh, that we're in the day of grace, amen? And really, when we talk about what we, uh, peace, that word peace there, literally, it's not shalom, where, where the angel came and talked to the shepherds and talked about announced peace to all men. That was, I'm not mad at the world anymore kind of peace. We're gonna have peace right now. Because I'm sending my son, Jesus Christ, to be born into humanity. Hallelujah. To take our place. So God put skin on and became one of us. And that is so powerful. Amen? We look at Jesus a lot of times. Well, he did these miracles. You know, he was a human being just like you and I. He was the son of God, but he laid that aside. And even all the miracles that he did, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He didn't do it by himself or by his own power, but the Holy Spirit that was in him. And he said, I only do those things which I see the Father do. Glory to God. So Hebrews chapter four, verse 14, talks about Jesus and humanity. How we can connect with him. And just by that connection and understanding, we can experience joy in the midst of tribulation, in the midst of whatever's going on around us. It says in verse 14, so then we must cling in faith to all that we know to be true. For we have a magnificent king priest, or the King James says high priest, Jesus Christ, the son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us and now sympathizes with us in our frailty. Amen. Amen. So he can sympathize with us, whatever we're going through. And that should give you some comfort that, you know, God isn't just up there untouchable, but he's lived on the earth. Amen. He was tempted in every single way. Amen. It says he understands humanity. 
For as a man, our magnificent king priest was tempted in every way just as we are and conquered. He won for us. Hallelujah. So now, so why? Since Jesus came on the scene, now we draw near freely and boldly to where grace is enthroned. Amen. I love that word grace because there's not a perfect person among us today. We've all missed it in some way or another. But the grace of God, the mercy of God, hallelujah. It says his mercy is new every morning. Hallelujah. So now we draw near freely and boldly to where grace is enthroned and we receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we ungently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. Hallelujah. Urgently need to, to strengthen us in the time of weakness. Hallelujah. So when you feel weak, when you feel despondent, when you don't know what to do or the next step to take. Grace strengthens us in the time of weakness. Hallelujah. One of the greatest joy robbers, and we talk about it a lot because we all go through it, it's condemnation. Feeling that we haven't done enough. You and I were never going to be able to to perform to the degree that we think we should. We're coming up and we'll probably talk to some about New Year's resolutions. We've all made them, haven't we? And the second day we've blown it. That's how disciplined we are. I'm gonna read my Bible through. I'm gonna pray more. I'm gonna do this. I wanna do that. Amen. Everybody's gonna exercise. Gym memberships goes up in January, hallelujah. <clears throat> but I remember a story I was told, and some of you can identify with this if you have children. But there was a dad that came home and he was a neat, clean kind of dad. That liked everything in order and just, you know, kind of spotless. Because we know if you live in a place that can't be totally spotless and bacteria free amen hallelujah but he came home and he came through the back door where the kitchen was and he was hit with the biggest mess that he'd ever seen there was chocolate thrown all over the place flour everything that you need to bake with the butter the stuff and and everything was all over the cabinets and it spilled on the floor, just all over the catastrophe. Well, his young daughter was making a cake and some dessert. Nine years old, so-and-so around that age. He was so steaming mad. None of you can identify with that, right? I can identify that with Cousin Edwin, my son was living with us. I like my kitchen clean, right? <clears throat> now when I make a sandwich, I take the things out, I make the sandwich, and I put the things back before I eat. 
But some of us in the family take stuff out, leaves the bread open, goes off and eats, and they say, oh, I'll get that later. (laughs) That drives you crazy. You should have seen me at Thanksgiving when we had big gatherings. I'd be looking over people so they'd get done quicker so I could put their dish in the dishwasher. Come on, let's get rid of it. I gotta You're pointing over there, somebody like that. I wanted every pan clean before I sat down for Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, you know how bad I am. I'm not as bad as I used to be. You change, yeah, I know. The older you get, you say, just forget it. (laughs) We'll get it another day, amen. But this dad came under this tremendous mess. And as he was cleaning stuff off the floor, he came to this little piece of paper. And it was a note from his daughter to him. And it says, Dad, I'm making you something special. I love you, angel. And all of a sudden, something happened to that dad. Love got involved. He turned in from that boisterous, mean father that was about ready to beat his child. And love got in between. And instead of a frustrated dad, a dad that lost his joy, all of a sudden, joy came back to him because he loved his kids. And that is a picture of our Heavenly Father. When we try to make a mess in the kitchen (laughs) or with our lives, he knows that we love him and he loves us. Amen. Amen. Let me show you another scripture. It says in Romans 5, 8, But Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying in our place while we were lost and ungodly. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter one, verse six says, I am convinced and sure of this very thing. And I love this scripture because it tells us that God is constantly working on us. Even if we messed up, He doesn't walk away, say, I'm just giving up on so-and-so. My son has died for that person. In fact, he sees you through the blood, amen? Amen. And so this was the Apostle Paul's message to the Philippian church. He who has begun a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return. Developing, say developing, that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Now you might look at the mirror and not much joy there. You're not, well, you're not where you think you should be. Things have went wrong in 2023. But you know what? You can stand in front of it. God isn't working in me. I might not feel it. I might not understand it but God is working. 
something tremendous in me. Hallelujah. Whatever went wrong, he's correcting it. Hallelujah. He's turning things around on my behalf. So why can't we have joy? Come on now. We can have joy. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when Jesus came to us, he came, the Bible says, full of grace, not half empty. Full of grace. And that word grace is charis, which means favor. Full of favor. It means kindness. It means blessing. Hallelujah. Full of favor. Full of kindness. Full of blessing. Glory to God. Over the top. Amen. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4, verse 9. I want to give you scripture today because that's what will change your life. It's not my opinion, but the word of God. It says, the light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. Praise God. He loved us a long, he knew us in our mother's womb. Even before that, praise God. Hallelujah. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. And he proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Amen. So because of the love of God, just the fact that he loves you, say he loves me. Regardless of how I am today. Jesus went to the cross and took my place. Therefore, I can have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm going to sing that song. We used to sing that every Sunday in church. Joy unspeakable and full of joy and full of glory. And the congregation had no joy whatsoever. Amen. And if I could sing it, I would show you how they sing it in their hymn book. You got it? Joy <laughs> Hallelujah. See, we're born again. We're King's kids. How many of you ever heard of Charles Spurgeon? All right, he's one of the great preachers of the past. And this is quoting him. There is a marvelous medicinal power in joy. Well, is this joy thing new? No. Charles Spurgeon's talking about joy. Through every movement of God in history, there has been an, an element of the joy of the Lord. Amen. As far back as you can study, wherever the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with joy. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's a marvelous medicinal power in joy. Most medicines are distasteful 
But this, which is the best of all medicines, is sweet to the taste and comforting to the heart. This blessed joy is very contagious. Hallelujah. Holy joy will oil the wheels of life's machinery. Strengthen you, and holy joy will beautify you. Charles Spurgeon. And I can imagine to the congregations he had to preach to. Right? <laughs> How many of you watch the old westerns and see a church service? Think about the old times, what we call circuit riding preachers. They went from town to town to town to town and they preached the gospel, the good news. It wasn't easy back then. In fact, I have a picture at home that my mother sent me that, that I had a great, great, great grandfather that was a circuit riding preacher. Amen. He had a long beard. He looked like Charles Finney. You know, if you've seen this picture. It's the way they looked back then. Amen. But they had to come in the, and, you know, saloons would close. I mean, they would have a move of God. Hallelujah. Despondency would leave the whole town. How many of you want that kind of revival? Amen. Amen. Don't you know our theme is miracles happen here? Hallelujah. But I believe that's why we have the joy of the Lord in our church because it enables us to move into the things, the realm of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 12, verse 1. It says, in that day, you will sing, praise the Lord. And I believe it's talking about this day. Amen. He was angry with me, but now he comforts me. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. Then the Bible say the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Now look at verse three. This is interesting. With joy, we'll drink deeply from the fountains of salvation. In that wonderful day, you will sing, thank the Lord, praise his name, tell the world what he's done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, mighty is he. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. It takes a people of joy to do that. To sing praise. Amen. Amen. Offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. So the apostle Paul, Hebrews 13. We offer the sacrifice of praise. Continually, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But I like that portion of scripture right there in verse three. With joy, we'll drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. 
How many of you know when you drink something, you're going to get thirsty later on? That's why you got to keep drinking. You got to keep drinking. And see, as you're drinking from that water, something happens on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Solomon Proverbs chapter 15 verse 15 says, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Amen. Has a continual feast. And Job chapter 8, verse 21. One of Job's friends penned this, but I like this. I think he knew a little bit about God. He was trying to correct Job, but anyway. He will yet fill your mouth with laughing and your lips with rejoicing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you can be a little bit joyful today. Next week we're going to be good. It's Christmas Eve. How many of you are under the play? No, take that joy. Amen. Because you'll need strength today because you're going to do the best job you've done all week. Amen. It gets better every night. So if you haven't seen the play yet, you need to see it again. Even the second time. Those baseball caps threw me off for a while. Nicodemus coming out with a baseball cap. That just. So see, you'll have to come out if you haven't come to it yet and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen, we are going, if you have not come, and if it has to do with finances, or you know a family or friend, you visit the table, and we will give you a free family ticket to come, okay? So, you know, invite somebody. Go, you know, a free family ticket is for four or more, so so you can invite them and you can come. Okay? All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I want you to stand with me this morning. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. First of all, I just pray for all the cast members, Father, that you will strengthen them. They've been busy working all hours in the night, every night, and day, and whatever. God, we just thank you that there'll be a greater anointing upon them than on the last three shows. Father, we just thank you for impacting the people that come into this building. Many of them are unchurched, but Father, we thank you that they'll be touched, and they'll say the sinner's prayer, amen, when that's presented to them. And would you give me a thanks for that right now? In Jesus' name, 
Amen. I want you to bow your heads if you're here today. And you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We've talked about Jesus coming to bring hope, peace, love, grace. And he did it just for you and I. Yet while we were yet sinners, we just read that scripture. He died on the cross for us. And all we have to do is call upon him. Oh, you know, God's made this so simple. That's not hard to understand. Believe that Jesus died on the cross in your place and ask him into your heart as your Lord and Savior. Because the Bible says, and I, how many of you believe the Bible? All who call, all, A-double-L, who call upon the Lord will be saved in the name of the Lord. Amen. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you've never received Christ as your personal Savior, and I'll guarantee you, you will have a different perspective on things. You'll have life, the God kind of life on the inside of you. So pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I stand before you today. I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on that cross in my place to take away all of my sins and all of my wrongdoings. Now, dear Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior today. And we thank you for it right now. Amen. Hallelujah.